Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. Assistant Director Sharon Skinner sits in her office at FBI headquarters in Boston. A single desk lamp casts dim artificial light across her littered desk. The sun has long since vanished, dinner time come and gone. Everyone else in the building is left for home. Janitorial won't arrive until 4 a.m. She is alone. Wearily, she grasps the tumbler of room temp bourbon within arm's reach and takes a sip. It burns initially, but dissolves quickly into liquid gold, mellowing as it slips into her empty gut. She rubs her tongue against the backside of her front teeth, leaning closer to the file reports spread out before her. Deerfield, New Hampshire. The Contented Cow. All Those Murders. Charles Blaine. That last bit didn't make sense. A piece of the puzzle which wouldn't fit no matter how much she turned it this way and that. How does a once-respected physician go off the deep end and orchestrate mass murders in a place he's never been? According to Dr. Loveland, Blaine did not have any idea he'd be visiting Deerfield until the very moment it was prescribed as therapy. Had he been working with someone else? Certainly the two people masquerading as the Windflowers were suspect. Could Blaine have alerted them somehow beforehand, so they'd meet him at the resort? That seemed far-fetched. Skinner takes another gulp of booze. None of it made any sense. She pushes aside the papers and puts her feet up on the desk, cradling the drinking glass against her stomach, which now feels full like the embers of a campfire. Almost reflexively, she grabs the TV remote and punches it to CNN. Old white men in red, white, and blue ties, grinning over the latest Wall Street gains. Nazis in Virginia, spewing bigotry and hatred. A nincompoop for president, struggling to string together third-grade English to complete a failing-grade phrase. Lizard men expected to arrive with the latest solar eclipse. Grunting disgustedly, she shuts down the boob tube. No wonder this country is going down the drain. Inexorably, her eyes are drawn back to the photographs from the contented cow. Her ex-husband would have called the horrible array of dead bodies a shit show, and he was never far wrong. But that epithet seemed too slight a term. Dismembered torsos, faces frozen in fear at the moment of death. Bloody messages scrawled upon walls, doors. And, always, some kind of symbol carved into the flesh. Letters from beyond. Of course, she's seen similar atrocities before. She's been in law enforcement for nearly three decades, for God's sake. Never this close to home, though. Did that hold any significance? She isn't sure. It feels personal somehow, like someone toying with her, egging her to come out and play, 
Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. There is a noise at the window. A thump. Her office is two floors up and gets its fair share of birds careening into the mirrored plate glass. Curious, she gets out of her chair and crosses over to look outdoors. The street lamps encircling the building are blazing bright white beacons. Just below, on the ground, is a robin stumbling in the spotlight, one broken wing dragging in the grass. Skinner tries to summon some empathy, chokes it down with another slug of whiskey. Just then, several shadows alight from a nearby tree and swoop toward the injured bird. Ravens. They gather around the robin, then close in slowly until they form a barricade against which there is no sway. In a flurry, they attack the lone bird, feathers and blood spraying in the air. It is over in moments. The ravens take flight, leaving behind a leaking corpse. She closes the blinds and returns to her desk, looks at the photos again, closes the folder in disgust and pushes it away, drinks. Remo always said there'd be days like this, she tells the empty room. There is no response. Sighing, she opens her laptop to check some emails, clear her head. Among the messages, there is a notification of a new transfer. Special Agent Jack Whiteside from Louisiana. Missing sister, voodoo in the bayou, competent with a handgun, but more importantly, able to pick up important details at crime scenes overlooked by other agents. Might make a nice addition to her task force, if he was willing to play along. She thinks he will. There is another thump at the window. She gets up and slowly crosses the room, cautiously opens the blinds, peering through into the darkness beyond. The street lamps are gone. She can discern nothing of the grounds outside the building, nor any details from nearby structures or trees. All is black, limitless space speckled with distant dying stars, too weak to cast much radiance, let alone guide a traveler to a safe harbor. Suddenly, a vast, formless shape blots out the pinpricks of starlight, moving past her window at a glacial, floating speed. She can see no features, yet feels an almost electric aura of swirling chaos emanate from the shadowy mass. And in her mind, she senses a thousand eyes scrutinizing her from afar, as one might tower over an ant on the sidewalk. Fear engulfs her. Involuntarily, she slams the blinds closed. Then, flooded with embarrassment yet overwhelmed by morbid curiosity, she opens them again just as quickly. The canopy of space has been replaced by the familiar sight of the grounds outside FBI headquarters. On the ground below, the dead robin has disappeared, leaving behind no trace, not even a smear on the lawn. Shaking, Skinner leaves the window unobscured and returns to her desk. She will not go home now. Rather, pours herself another drink and focuses on her computer.
a message from Special Agent Roy Arroyo requesting wiretaps for a check fraud ring in Bangor. God, what a waste of his talents and seniority. Surely she could find better work for him. She pauses mid-sip, looks at Roy's message, looks at the message regarding Jack Whiteside, looks down at the folder containing details about the Deerfield case. An idea, seemingly unbidden, like a flock of ravens, begins to form in her mind. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.